successful media and public affairs consultant, accomplished entrepreneur and national writer and contributor, attorney who served in the Missouri House of Representatives, worked in the White House and CNN, thought leader, entrepreneur, and host who takes the conversation to the next level. Prepare to get rare access to fascinating guests. You're connected. You have the it factor. You've joined Grill Nation. Get a hooter. Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show. And online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello and welcome to Grill Nation. I'm your host, Jason Grill. Thanks for joining us today on Talk 980 AM and on uh, Talk980AM.com. You connect with me on Twitter at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show. Also can listen to the show on GrillNationShow.com and on iTunes and TuneIn Radio. Appreciate you joining us again today. Hope you're having a good start to your year. Also, I want to mention, too, we are on Facebook and Instagram. We post photos from all of our shows at GrillNationShow.com and on um, Talk980AM.com. You will find all of our podcasts. I want to thank our partners and supporters of Grill Nation here at the start with Jason Grill. Uh, we'll be talking to one of them today. We have Bank of Kansas City. Trust, the Bash Group, Kenny Hertz Perry, Catalyst, Rieger Hotel Grill and Exchange, Kansas City Power and Light District, and Two West Advisors and Ryan Rink. Thanks for your support. I'm very excited about today's show. We uh, had a great show last week uh, with uh, Michael Collins from Port KC and Mark Peterson from EPR Properties. If you didn't get a chance to listen to it, it is on the it will be on the GrillNationShow.com website and Talk980AM.com. Appreciate you listening to that. Today's show, we are uh, we have one of our partners and supporters of Grill Nation, Bank of Kansas City. We will have in our first segment, we will have uh, President and CEO Michael Viazzoli in the studio. Uh, we will also have, uh, later in the show, we'll have Grant Bertram, who's the President and CEO of uh, Missouri Bank. They uh, have some exciting news that uh, came about, I think, at the end of last year. But I wanted to kind of talk to Michael about what's going on at Bank of Kansas City uh, and then bring Grant into the studio, into the show, to talk about Missouri Bank and, and his background. We've never actually had Grant on the show. Uh, I've talked to many people. I'm actually a bank at uh, Missouri Bank with one of my businesses in the Crossroads. And so I've always wanted to have him on the show, and I'm real excited to have him on, too. And then we're going to bring both gentlemen together to talk about the uh, the big news that happened here with the banks uh, very recently. So let's get started on today's show with Michael Viazzoli, Bank of Kansas City President and CEO. Welcome to the show, Michael. Thank you. Good to have you in the have you on again. Last time we were we had you on, I think it was uh it was warm outside. It was the warm Royals outside. Were, the Royals were were uh, getting ready for the playoffs. Maybe or it was August. You were talking about Diamond of Dreams and That's your involvement right. with that. Yep. Um, how'd that go? Go good. A huge success. I think uh, we were able to uh, not only uh, help deliver the largest number that event has ever had, but it also obviously built our brand. But the, the amount of money. Uh, the, the additional people we were able to get involved in it really helped elevate the profile as well. Part of the World Series year, right? Uh, it was good <laughs> Good to be a part of that. Good absolutely. to be a good part of that, and uh, exciting to have you on the show again. For those of our listeners who didn't listen to that show, and, and you know, we talk about you most of the weeks, tell us about, about your bank and what your role is there and uh, a little bit about your background. Well, um, I, I just focus on, on the bank itself. So Bank Kansas City <clears throat> started in 2006 formally, even though, uh, some of our uh, from holding company have been calling into this market beforehand, but now we're entering our tenth year being mm-hmm. in market. We've gone from about thirty people to two hundred thirty-five people 
went from two locations to now having 13 different locations, uh, seven of them within the Kansas City metro area, and then six of them outside. So we're Lincoln, Nebraska, St. Louis, Springfield, um, uh, Wichita, and Topeka, and then also over in, in the Ozarks in Lebanon. So it's it's really expanded size and scope in terms of capabilities. There's very little within personal or corporate finance that, that we wouldn't be able to to be able to help someone with. The best part of it is, um, you know, these are these are the people that are in our community. Uh, we, uh, we're very active in the community. We're very supportive of folks in the community. Mm-hmm. And the type of people we have on our team, I think, are very distinguishing in the marketplace. And, and you mentioned how many how many locations you have here in the state, in Missouri and Kansas? There's, in the, I didn't know that you had that many. Well, um, we have two banking centers. Sure. But in addition to that, we have five other offices where we have personnel and of all sorts of different kind mm-hmm. of products and services, but in five different locations. So in the Northland, uh, we're down at the Plaza, uh, the banking centers in Lee Summit and Overland Park. And then we also have, um, uh, two or three or four locations in Overland Park. Mm-hmm. I've, I've seen your Northland location when I was living up there. And, yep. uh, I will also say that, uh, one of the first custom sock customers, was Bank of Kansas City. Yep. So that's that's exciting. Well, we got a creative team and and uh, like to do things differently, and and um, that was one way that we could help kind of promote the brand internally, mm-hmm. send them to clients and and others as well. So Very cool. Uh, we'll bring Grant on here in a second, but uh, tell us about kind of uh, your perspective on what happened with Missouri Bank and what you guys did with them. Well, um, we announced it mid December. Uh, that uh, that we agreed to to acquire Missouri Bank, but what what really is great about this is if you look at what Bank of Kansas City has today in market, there were two areas where um, we were trying to build it, but just weren't as successful as we wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And as we looked who we might partner with in that, Grants Grants Bank was is the perfect fit. If you think about what they do on the consumer bank side, the branches. You experience that. You talk to anybody who has that relationship with with MoBank. It's just different feel, and they have a great amount of success in in a segment of banking that a lot of organizations nationally are trying to figure out how to do it right, and they're doing that right. And then on the business banking front, um, smaller companies they just have a cult like following, and and have a great group of bankers. And Grant's done a great job, and from a culture perspective getting his team motivated and at the same time engaging in a way with their client base that I, I haven't seen any other organization kind of mm-hmm. nationally do and the way they just have this prolific communication style and using social media and, and how they build that relationship. And, and there's a long sense of stability when it comes to MoBank as well. So those are two areas that we've been working hard to, to build. And this allows us to really have an established presence in those two market segments, which then think kind of complement well with what we already have at Bank of Kansas City. And, and l- talk to me real quickly about how something like this begins. I think that's interesting because mm-hmm. there are a lot of banks and there are a lot of people. But yep. You mentioned the specific uh, attributes of Missouri mm-hmm. Bank that you guys really liked at Bank of Kansas City. Yeah. Well, um, I think it began when uh, the, the gentleman who was in charge of BOK Financial, our holding company, a mm-hmm. uh, guy was a Went to Shawnee Mission East, went to KU undergrad, got his MBA from KU, and had for years always wanted to build a presence in Kansas City. 
Stan Lieberg is his name. I think he picked up the phone and called Grant one day and said, just be great to get to know you. Mm-hmm. And that is a good example of how we like to build relationships over time, just personal relationships. It takes a long time to kind of get to know each other personally, think about how your businesses could complement one another. And then at some point when someone makes the decision to, to consider partnering with someone else, hopefully they're thinking about us and understand that we're the way we do business and how we like to grow businesses rather than, you know, just acquire and slash in the hope of getting some profitability. Right. This is a real great opportunity for us to grow. Very interesting. Uh, Michael Viazzoli, President and CEO of Bank of Kansas City. Um, we're going to come back here after the break. I'm going to bring Grant Birchabon, who's the President and CEO of Missouri Bank, to kind of talk to us about kind of the, what you were just talking about, uh, the attributes of Missouri Bank, kind of the growth of the business, why this was a, a, an interesting uh, relationship to start, and why it's going to be very successful, and talked about some of the experiences that I had at um, the Crossroads location. We'll be right back on Grill Nation. After the break, you're listening to Talk 980 AM and Talk980AM.com. Thanks for listening. Running down the street like your hair's on fire. Thoughts running fast like a man on the wire. Can't stop laughing, but I don't know. I'm going crazy though. TV and the radio been watching since a baby, so I'm representing Casey Mo. Welcome back to the Grill Nation show with Jason Griller on 980 AM and on talk980am.com. Thanks for listening today as well online at grillnationshow.com. Connect with me again on Twitter at Jason Grill, not Grill Nation Show. Love to hear from you. Love to get future guests. Uh, love to answer any questions you might have about the show. Always looking for new ideas and for new people to join us. Uh, we were talking to Michael Viazzoli, who's the Bank of Kansas City president and CEO of about what's going on at Bank of Kansas City. And one of the, the cool things that's happened recently is a partnership uh, with Missouri Bank. And we're lucky to have the Missouri Bank president and CEO. We have two president and CEOs in studio today. Grant Bertram joins us, uh, CEO at, at Missouri Bank. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you. Um, so we're going to keep Michael involved here, and if he's going to, he might fill in some details here on what's going on. But first off, I want to—we've never had you on the show, so I want to kind of, kind of learn more about your background. And I know you've been at Missouri Bank for quite a while, and yeah. talked to you about kind of the company and how it's grown. But let's start off. Are, are you a Kansas City guy, right? Yeah, uh, born and raised in Kansas. We're born in Lawrence, raised in Kansas City. Shawna Mishnis grad, thus mm-hmm. the Stan Leibarger connection. Sure, yeah, yeah. right. So exactly. That, there you go. Even the high school connection still. Yeah. Can lead to amazing things, right? And uh, went to college at SMU, right? Yes. Uh-huh. SMU, good school. We actually did – I hate to throw all these sock things in there today, but we did socks with SMU Alumni Association. That's great. Yeah, it was it was really neat. So, um, okay, so tell us about a little bit about Missouri Bank. So the bank was founded in 1896 uh, in the river market by three guys, uh, about the same time that Commerce Bank was founded. Mm-hmm. Uh, they grew uh, to a, – a Total of about twelve million in assets versus Commerce's six billion by about nineteen eighty four, when we bought them. Uh, my dad uh, was our chairman for a long time, and mm-hmm. it was a family business. Uh, and uh, when we bought the bank, it was one location, downtown Kansas City, no mm-hmm. parking, no drive through, and every time you came to make a deposit, you got a parking ticket. So we we quickly learned where that, was that bank at uh, nine twenty Walnut. Now okay. it's the Commerce Bank Garage. Okay, yeah. So we quickly learned that differentiation was key, uh, but I started out uh, counting checks and bookkeeping and was a teller and, and uh, did a little customer service work, but then was thrust out on the street to go get business. Mm-hmm. We talked about that off the air. I actually was an intern at Mercantile Bank back yeah. in the day, and yeah. I, I got to work the drive through lane. 
mm-hmm. which was yeah. really fun actually, um, because I had a golf, I had a putter back there. Oh yeah. So, yeah. but anyways, but you 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 started the, the same way, right? Yeah, I mean, exactly. Just, just customer service that aspect. Yeah. Then you got out and got to kind of build some business. Yeah, right? kind of pre-internet. Uh, I'd go around every building downtown, write down all the tenants in the building, and go back to the phone book, and I just call and ask mm-hmm. to talk to the person in charge of banking. And what I got, was that experience like it was back a, then? There were a lot of no's, a <laughs> lot of no's. And it was kind of funny to think back about what I really didn't know. I would call the largest law firm in Kansas City and ask to talk to the managing partner. Sure. And, uh, you know, it opened some doors. But ironically, one of the hits we had, I cold called on a guy in a, that had a financial business. Uh, his name was Jeff Crum. Uh, mm-hmm. We ended up getting him as a customer and doing some loans for him. Today, he's the former CFO of Boulevard Brewery. He's mm-hmm. been a 30-year customer of our bank. Wow. Um, and so we call that the genealogy of our business where one connection leads to many. Uh, the difference is, is having been there 32 years, I actually know all of those connections. Right. You, you've been there since yeah. the beginning. Yeah. Wow. That's interesting. And so you kind of, when did you become the uh, head of the company? I actually, actually, I don't remember. Okay. But I think it was about <laughs> 15 years ago. Was it that or, long ago? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, tell us about kind of how you guys grew the, the business and, and, and what exciting things happened along the way. Cause I know that you were very innovative in, uh, what you guys do. Yeah. I think the, the thing that really helped us grow the most is we were singularly aggressive. So we would go after any piece of business we could find. If we as a team walked in a room, by the time the next day rolled around, we would know who everybody was in the, was in the room where and where they banked. Mm-hmm. And what we were able to do is just through that aggressiveness, grow our business. It grew slowly uh, for a long time. Um, we grew till about, uh, to about 99 million from that 12 million, uh, I'm sorry, 85 million in 1999. And we applied for the small business of the year award through the chamber. Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually won that year, which is a pretty big business by many entrepreneurial standards when you yeah. have a hundred million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> but, but keep in mind our sales but, at the time were probably 12 million. Okay. So, and you know, maybe 8 million. Right. So the asset size sounds large, but the actual revenue is small. I think we had 35 employees. Wow. Yeah. And that uh, was 99. Yeah. So today, so we've grown from 99 at, at 85 million to today we're 650 million. Wow. So we kind of hit this, hit the flywheel. Mm-hmm. The flywheel really got going. It really helped legitimize our brand and legitimize our unique approach to, to relationships and partnerships and community. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of the broad idea in our shop is, is that we want at every, every level of connection, we want everybody to be better off for having a, a interaction with a Mo banker. Well, I remember the first time I went into your office downtown, not the crossroads, but mm-hmm. the other one, because on the upper floors, you had, uh, attorneys in there and people, you know, business professionals at it, you'd end up going to meetings with, and you'd walk yeah. through the, the entryway there. And I was always impressed with kind of the look of that bank. Well, talk to you. us yeah. about how you guys seem to always had kind of more of a unique, more of a modern kind of homey, kind of neater kind of uh, atmosphere. Yeah, when we first moved into that space at 1044 Main in 1985, mm-hmm. it was more traditional, marble, dark wood. We realized the customers that we were having the most success attracting were creative and innovative companies mm-hmm. and people, people that didn't care as much about the bid but cared about the relationship. And so we decided that our Facilities didn't really match our customer base. And so we redid it about, I think it was in 2008, mm-hmm. seven, I guess maybe, uh, and put a much more contemporary entrepreneurial uh, feel on a traditional space and a traditional building. And we get that a lot from people. Well, that, that, that yeah. was that was when I first started. Yeah. I was late to the game. I wasn't there in 99. But, yeah. uh, but you guys, that's when I first kind of like, this is a pretty cool place. Yeah. 
Uh, and then you also have the Crossroads office, which I went to many off many times, um, which I bank there. And just the look of that is completely different than the one on Maine in the financial area. But it's it's so cool. Yeah, we wanted to be in the Crossroads. The artwork is like local artwork. You got yeah. local. Yeah. You know, it's just it's more of a, a community bank. I feel like. Yeah, we'd wanted to be in the Crossroads for a long time, and at the time we bought that. It was really difficult to find a building. So we actually bought that in about two days. Mm. And it was an old auto body repair shop. I saw that at the downtown council lunch and they showed what it used yeah, to look like right. on the big yeah. screen. I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. It was funny. After we bought it, but before we started working on it, we actually had somebody drop the keys to their Buick through the mail slot and <laughs> left their car in the parking lot. Um, well, it's such a good uh, location too. Yeah. It's I mean, been so great. many people drive by there, I would assume. It's a, uh, you know, it's designed to be more like an art gallery than a bank. And it feels like that when you walk in and it's an unintentional consequence of that design has been, it's become a kind of a community gathering spot. So we, our branch totals for that location are growing uh, exponentially. Mm -hmm. What people choose to do instead of going through the drive through like they could, they park and they come in and they experience the, the, our great team and the culture, they come in, they let their dogs run, they let them off the leash, they run down and people throw balls in there and it's very much a relaxed and, it's crazy because you say that, and I always felt bad when I went to the uh, when I went through the drive through there. Yeah, good. It makes you, you felt feel guilty. You felt guilty because you build these relationships <laughs> with the people in the building. Yeah, and then when you don't go in, you kind of are like, man, I, I what, feel you don't bad. like me anymore. It's usually yeah. when it's really yeah. cold. But then the other thing is that we were talking about this too. You guys have like all the technology, mobile banking, yeah. you know, all of the which you know keeps me out of that location, which I kind of miss. Yeah, it's hard for us because we're it's that, so simple to do. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's we have. All the technology that everybody wants. And some of our customers will never go in a bank. Mm-hmm. Some of our customers will never use mobile deposit. And so as an industry, we're walking that really fine line right now where we have to cater to both. Mm-hmm. And the ones that are only using uh, technology are, are tomorrow's entrepreneurs. Right. And today's entrepreneurs are coming in the bank. So it's uh, to the extent we can get everyone in the bank, we win because mm-hmm. it helps really build those relationships. And so we're going to get into our next segment. We're going to bring uh, Michael back to talk more about uh, what happened here recently. But tell us about why you guys decided to to uh, work with sure. Bank of Kansas City. Sure. So we we uh, we entertain anybody that wants to come and buy me lunch or come see me, and, <laughs> and have for years. And and uh, throughout that time, we we uh, had just been growing and growing and growing. And we're effectively a, we're a family bank. We're we're effectively a single owner business. Mm-hmm. Um, and my family. Uh, but our growth had been outpacing our ability to fund it. And all the while, while we were uh, outgrowing our ability to fund our growth, the the rules kept changing for capital levels. And so it was a little bit of a moving target all the time. You've you've read and heard about the compliance burden on our industry, and that's very real, mm-hmm. uh, spending more and more time working on risk than opportunity. So it came at a point in time where we felt like we were a little bit stymied in our ability to really grow the way we'd always wanted to and we felt we could. And so the timing of of the uh, call and the and the meetings was really good because I feel like it allows us to to do what we're best at, which is growing a bank. Right, and it, it wh- how long did this process take for you guys to go through? You know, it was about it started in mid September, and uh, and uh, you know we we announced it on December 9th, I think. Yeah, yeah. right around then. Yeah. I mean, that's when yeah. the, the press got went yeah. it. So. Yeah, so that's pretty quick then. You know, it was it worked well. We did uh, uh, they did due diligence and it went smoothly. We're a clean bank. We take great pride in our asset quality, so that was easy. Um, 
the uh, we really were most excited about the ability to grow and offer more products and services to our existing customer base, which we don't do now. Mm-hmm. We're very much a pure community bank. But then the ability, as we were talking about this, to keep the MoBank name and to continue to grow that uh, was really exceptional. And I, in that regard, we found the perfect partner. Yeah, we're going to get into that and the reasons behind that and what are the uh, new services you can offer yeah. uh, to your customers like myself. I want to know because I when I got uh, mobile banking, I thought that was a great uh Great thing to have. Yeah, yeah. Really much all I use. And then, you know, there's probably more things I should be doing with a, with a business account that I don't even know about yeah. at uh, yeah. at Missouri Bank. So it's going to be interesting to have to learn more about that, to talk to you more about why this is not a typical bank merger in the next segment. I'd like to get into that and uh, bring Michael back and talk about what he's really excited about with the, uh, with the partnership and the relationship and the merger as well. So we'll be right back after the break on Grill Nation Show. You've been listening to Talk 980 AM. We're talking to Michael Viazzoli, President and CEO of Bank of Kansas City, and Graham Burcham, who is the President and CEO of Missouri Bank. I uh, appreciate you joining us today. And in the, the next segment, we again will talk about the big news of the Missouri Bank and Bank of Kansas City merger here in the Kansas City area. We'll be right back on Grill Nation. First things first, I'm the realest, realest. Drop this and let the whole world feel it. Let them feel it. And I'm still in the murder business. I can hold you down like I'm giving lessons in physics. Right, right. right. You should want a bad bitch like I just want to chill, got a sack for us to roll. Married to the money, introduced her to my stove. Showed her how to whip and now she remakes it for low. She my track queen. Welcome back to Grill Nation with Jason Grill here on 980 AM and on talk980am.com. also want to... Uh, bring back our, our two esteemed guests today, Michael Viazzoli, President and CEO of Bank of Kansas City, and Grant Bertram, President and CEO of Missouri Bank. Uh, we've kind of talked to both of you about kind of the the backgrounds of your banks and, and, and talked to you about kind of a little bit about the merger. You know, the, the headline reads uh, from the Kansas City Business Journal that this was a uh, – actually from the Kansas City Star, I think it was, that this will be a different type of bank merger. First of all, uh, why don't you guys tell us kind of about Kansas City? I mean, I, we've, we've, I've talked to you off air. It's a, there's a lot of banks here, so there's a lot of different things happening. Why, why, why is this such a unique merger for the industry here, too? I think that's really interesting to learn well, about. Well, I, I, I think to the point about market competitiveness, mm-hmm. and I, my stats are probably specifically wrong but directionally correct. There's, <laughs> I keep saying about 130 different charter financial institutions in our marketplace, and I think recognized nationally as – one of the most competitive markets in the in the country, but I think what what's unique about what we're hoping and plan to accomplish here is the fact that um, you know Bankhead City is part of an organization called BOK Financial, which is uh, one of the largest. We didn't mention that off the, off the top. I should have said yeah, that. Yeah, one of the largest regionals in the country, with the largest bank in the Kansas City Federal Reserve District. Um, and and we're a thirty three billion dollar bank today, so there's a there's a lot of resources and size and scope um, that 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 both of us are are going to benefit from, and so Bank of Kansas City is the local market presence to that, and MoBank will be another market local presence to that, and we're going to be very well coordinated. And so what's what's unique about it is traditionally you're going to have one bank by another bank come in. Uh, slash burn overlay a, 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 a corporate infrastructure that is suited best for the acquirer and not necessarily for the bank that's being acquired, which presumably you're acquiring because they have value for it. Mm-hmm. What Grant's done with MoBank is he's got a 
this is different because he's got a great franchise. It's growing, strong connectivity, all those things we talked about. And the ch- and, and and what Grant and his team were facing was a function of their own success and the additional capital. And then the reality of the banking world is the regulatory and compliance requirements that Grant said are constantly moving, but they're 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 even the ones we know about are a huge financial burden for institutions. And so you take the BOKF uh, uh, platform mm-hmm. where we have all those things are in place and we can just basically allow MoBank to continue to be MoBank and the holding company will take care of the, the capital and the infrastructure aspects of it. And the, the sale price was $102 million, is that correct? Yes. Okay. It's a lot of money. Yes, it is. It is. <laughs> Maybe not in the banking world, but in the entrepreneurial and the startup world and business world, yeah. um, it is. Uh, answer this question for me, uh, Grant. What does it mean to be a problem-free, single problem, no single problem loans in your business in a bank? What does that mean? Well, that's uh, that's because you have a clean record, apparently, yeah. of, of banking, and that was one of the things that have really kind of drew you as well com- with all the community work and all the great, yeah. great uh, press you had and great, you know feeling you have when you go to Missouri bank. What is, what is that? That's kind of uh, getting into the, uh, the weeds here, but yeah, that's I think it's really, important. that's an, a measurement. I think that's from James Dornbrook, but that's mm-hmm. a measurement of uh, our lack of problem loans. So we finish almost every single quarter or have for almost every single quarter of the last four years with zero loans that are past you over 30 days. The measurement for the car report is 90 days, but we take great pride in, in that being the, primary indicator of our asset quality. Mm-hmm. Every bank has what we would consider internally problem loans and loans that we're trying to work to get stronger or get moved out. But the first measurement is how, how current they are. And, and so we, uh, as a, at your end, we had no loans that were over 30 days, which is, that's gotta be, yeah, it doesn't happen very it often doesn't right happen. in the banking industry. We were trying to remember back how many, I've been there 32 years. We think we've had less than five foreclosures in 32 years. Um, and it's really, it's a function. It's not that we're better than anybody else. It's just that we have really strong relationships with our customers. They do get in trouble. Everybody trips, but it's how we deal with them on the way back out that I think has helped us with that, produce that record. That's interesting. And, and talk to me about, uh, we have a lot of business people listen to the show, uh, who have started their own companies. Mm-hmm. You obviously have been working here for 32 years, the family business. Talk to me about that decision to, uh, was it just because of the, the, what you get to keep? The Missouri Bank, did that kind of go into it with the name or? As far as the, the family, decision? The family, the family aspects of, you know, this has been in your family and yeah. you've done a lot of, you've been there for 32 years. You started right. off cold calling people and working as a teller. Right, um, right. Tell me how that factored into the decision because I know you talked about how you wanted to grow quicker and. Yeah, I and mean, when we were faced with challenges, so we feel like we had to make a decision. Um, while we hadn't said we are going to either raise capital or sell, uh, clearly the, the, the multiple that was presented was such that uh, combined with the fact that the brand lives on mm-hmm. really made us pay attention. And, and it wasn't, we weren't, didn't have a for sale sign up. Uh, but we really are proud of the, the that the brand and the business that we've built would command a multiple like that. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, the creaming or the, the icing on the cake is that the, the brand lives on. We take our team and we do really what we're best at. Uh, I don't like compliance. I don't like, <laughs> I mean, I love compliance people, but I don't like compliance. Mm-hmm. So it's, you don't have to do any of that anymore. No, exactly. Yeah. 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 That's nice. Um, talk to me about what the customer's reaction was. Customer's reaction really surprised me. It was, uh, 
Because I know I emailed Jeff Phillips uh-huh. immediately when I heard, and I said, "How's this? How's this affect me? Yeah, yeah. how's this? How's this going to work out? What are you guys yeah. doing? As you, yeah, are you going to have the same office locations? What's going on here? Exactly. So the the customer reaction was to our uh, the folks that handle relationships, the lenders primarily was, "Are you going to be okay? And what's this mean to me? Um, and the answer is yes, and it's great for you. It's kind of every step of the way. So we've been bumping up against loan limit issues with some customers. Mm-hmm. That goes away. We have a lot more capabilities, which is really exciting for us. For me, the reaction I got was from uh, from entrepreneurs and our collective customers was, that is awesome. Congratulations. Can you talk to me about how you did that? Sure. Yeah. And how do you, it's yeah. got to be more complicated too in the banking industry. It is. It to is do something like this. It I is mean, compared to yeah. compared to selling equity or you know. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So I've had maybe a half a dozen meetings this month with uh, business owners who are thinking, okay, transition sounds interesting to me. I'm in my 50s or 60s, uh, and how can I think through how to best position my business to do something? Mm-hmm. That's And that's been that's been really encouraging. That is encouraging. Yeah. Uh, Michael, talk to us about kind of – Grant mentioned in the last segment there was going to be more offerings for his, his clientele, and talk to us a little bit more about what that entails, you know, because for the common person who doesn't – who isn't butting up against loan limits and whatnot and just a – a customer has a small business at Missouri Bank. Um, what does the the merger offer these these new these loyal customers in Missouri Bank now that they're a part of Bank of Kansas City too? Well, there's I'll split it up in kind of the commercial side and then on the individual side. From a commercial side, uh, Grant already touched on it in terms of loan limit size, and um, you know we have besides the balance sheet that we have, uh, we can provide a higher, much higher level of commitment to a company. Uh, in order to help continue to fund their growth and success going forward. Um, you know, we both have treasury platforms that, that have advantages that, that we can certainly build on. But as we continue to grow, our infrastructure allows us to continue to invest in that at a higher level. Other things, though, that, that, may, that, that, that I think are exciting for us is if you think about many of our clients in this market, companies in this market are very internationally minded. Mm-hmm. So we have foreign exchange we have trade finance capabilities um that we can deliver um in in terms of the funding side there's different sources of capital that we can provide whether it be a regular line of credit a leasing product or something else we also have in-house um a group that can provide mezzanine financing or even private equity to help facilitate transactions um uh, we have interest rate derivatives group to help people manage uh, their interest rate risk, and we have a commodities trading group that if someone's exposed to natural gas prices or some type of ag commodity, we have that capability to help support that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, corporate trust services, so if anybody's going through a situation where they need escrow services, we, we can provide that. And, and so retirement plan services, we have all those types of things. On the personal side, um, besides similar kind of private banking, we have asset management capabilities. We have an in-house suite of mutual funds. Uh, through the G-Trust acquisition that we closed last year, we have a, um, a retirement planning group that all they do is retirement planning. And I don't know if you've ever met Richard Salmon, but he at one point was president of the uh, CFP Association for all the United States. So very capable, very skilled in that. Um, just a, a whole host of uh, and, and personal trust is another area that we can we can kind of help add on to 
the menu of options that Grant and his team can offer. So it's, it's a lot of stuff, huh? Yeah. And, and how, how are you going to educate all the uh, customers about all this stuff? Yes, yeah, so we, we, <laughs> we've been getting requests for all, most of that for years and years. And what we've done is just try to make referrals. Mm-hmm. So I've already had customers come to me and say, I have money I want to invest. Can you introduce me to somebody? I assume that now that's all part of the I got I got a few people that you should introduce them to. Yeah, a lot exactly. of people yeah. in the startup world, entrepreneur world, yeah. would love to hear that. No, uh, exactly. But that yeah. does happen, huh? Yeah, it does, and it has. Yeah, we've been able to refer bigger bigger loans that we would have never had the opportunity to refer. So uh, so it's exciting. I mean, we basically have stuck to what we know the best, which is we we think we're really good at, at making loans mm-hmm. and really good at building relationships. Um, the thing is, is that relationships in today's world really demand a higher level of uh, products and services than we have been able to provide historically. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a little bit, that's where I, when I talk about gas on fire, uh, it's, it's really exciting. It's really exciting. Very exciting. We're talking to Grant Bertram, CEO and president of Missouri bank and Michael Viazzoli, president and CEO of bank of Kansas city. We'll be right back after the break for our final segment today. I want to talk a little bit about technology and the banking industry. And uh, we'll also talk about some other Topics here that aren't maybe banking related on Grill Nation show. You're listening to Talk 980 AM. Thanks for listening. I turn the music up. I got my records on. I shut the world outside until the lights come on. Maybe the streets are Welcome back to Grill Nation with Jason Grill on Talk 980 AM and 980AM.com here in Kansas City. Also online at GrillNationShow.com, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, and Talk980AM.com. You can connect with me on Twitter at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show. We'll also post this show up to the website, GrillNationShow.com, with photos of our guests. And also we'll uh, have it up there as well if you miss any of our prior shows. They're all up there on GrillNationShow.com. Continuing our conversation with two great guests today, uh, Michael Viazzoli, who's the president and CEO of Bank of Kansas City, and Grant Bertram, who's the president and CEO of Missouri Bank. Guys, I want to talk to you about technology and the millennial generation and how that's going to affect you and, and what you're doing. I know, Grant, we talked about uh, one of the reasons why I liked Missouri Bank uh, is because of the community aspect. I, I'd rather go into the to the location and, and see everybody, but then also, too, I like having the technology uh, to – do mobile payments and whatnot and mobile banking. Uh, how is that affecting? Because you guys have embraced the location, right. which a lot of banks have moved away from actual brick and mortar locations. Right. So what's that, what's that like for you guys? Well, we're at a, as an industry at an awkward stage where we need to appeal to people that will never, never, never use a mobile app and people that will, mm-hmm. will uh, go in a bank. And so what we try to do is make our branches part of the community and to build the relationships so oftentimes what happens is there'll be support in our branches where somebody will come in and want to set up a mobile deposit, want to set up their bill pay, and it actually happens one-on-one in the lobby. Mm-hmm. So we can kind of accomplish both. We can build a relationship but also enable technology. It's actually surprised us that our statistics are continuing to grow. Our lobby visits are growing mm. at a time when they're declining nationally. And that's amazing to me. And that speaks to your uh, your brand and your what you guys have yeah, done. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. And it's just I think it's people – in a in an era where there are, everything is online and, and there's just not relationships, and so we are in some respects as a professional service one of the last bastions of relationships. Even though there's certainly a push away from it, but I think people like it. Their money's important. 
And as we always joke, you only need a good bank when you have a problem. Mm-hmm. And then you need somebody that knows you. You need someone to talk to. Yeah. And then we're, yeah. I mean, that is kind of a frustrating thing is when you, you lose a debit card or you lose something yeah. and having to wait a week yeah. to get it in the mail or yeah. having it's, a place you could walk in and, and talk to someone is nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I was, I always thought about convenience for me. It was always, you know, when you have a bank close to where you live for the ATM alone, ATM deposits made it a lot that changed yeah. the game for me. I know yeah. that's probably old school for you guys, but being able to deposit a check in the bank at the ATM, you yeah. know, yeah, we joke. The millennials like that too, right? Yeah, exactly. They do. Uh, we joke, as Michael said, there's, this is a highly competitive banking environment with a lot of locations. Uh, we joke that 99% of our customers drive by another bank to bank with us. There's always somebody more convenient. There really, yeah. there's so many banks in the yeah. city. It really is. So that's kind of cool that you guys have, have joined yeah. forces. And I noticed that, I mean, I think for the most part, both of you guys are extremely involved in the Kansas City community, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's charity aspects, whether it's, you know, a business type groups such as the you know downtown council i've seen you both of those i've seen you at chamber dinners i've seen you you're pretty much everywhere so what what is that is that is that fun for you or I mean, do you enjoy being a part of what kansas city all the things happening in kansas city and 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 what have you kind of learned from that well i think i think it's critically important that certainly in in our roles in our industry that we are active participants in the industry mm-hmm. uh, uh in in the community uh and different events and functions like that i think one of the things that really attracted me to where I am at Bank Kansas City within BOKF is the fact that the charitable aspect of what we do is not for the sake of trying to business develop, uh, develop business. Mm-hmm. It's for the sake of doing good. And it starts with our chairman, George Kaiser, who's one of the members, founding members of the Giving Pledge, and today spends 50% of his time on charitable endeavors. That rolls down into what we believe in in Kansas City, at Bank of Kansas City, about being involved. But I think our community is such as well that there's a high-level expectation that you be involved to help support those that are not as fortunate as us. And so in, in people in this, in this town are great people, and they will always be willing to sit down with you. But to really help deepen a relationship, I think we all believe that you need to be be involved in those in the community aspects. Is that is that surprising to you guys? I mean, it's just, it, you guys have traveled and lived in other places, obviously. Um, what how important that is in Kansas City? I mean, is it is it is it different than other communities with regards to the banking industry? And well, I can't speak to other communities, but I know the data points to the philanthropic giving in Kansas City per capita is real. It's right up there. I don't know if it's top five in the country or it's very high, it's very high. Another yeah. thing, too, I know a lot of entrepreneurs and VC people want is for a lot of these people that do philanthropic things to start investing in startups. Right. And I think that's happening in Kansas City, too. Yeah. I really do. Um, there's a movement, I think, um, to, to do that. Uh, so that's exciting. So, you know, what, what is kind of your favorite parts about being in Kansas City and about having a company here in Kansas City? I think that's always interesting to hear uh, from CEOs and presidents of why they've remained here and, and, and built yeah. business here. Well, I, you know, I, I – grew up here and i think that kansas city the 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 friendliness of the people the Mm -hmm. uh the and we're more urban than banking kansas city which is better which is one reason why it's a really good fit having their locations out south will really help serve our customers but i love the the connectivity and the relationships of just walking down the street you can walk down the street downtown or you can walk down the street on the plaza or westport and see people you know Mm -hmm. and uh and it's a it's a great great place to raise a family Mm mm-hmm what about you, Michael? Well, and then moving here 18-some years ago was a quality of life decision. You know, I grew up in L.A., 
yeah. and have lived in a, in a bunch of different places. But when Lisa and I decide where is a good place to raise our, our daughters at the time, and now we have four altogether, not quite five. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, we thought this was a, a right place to do that. And and it still holds true, and uh, and it's a wonderful place to be. And you're, Seems even better now, right, than it oh, was. Yeah. I mean, I grew up oh, here. Yeah. With what's going on in the city, yeah. I mean, just uh, with with sports, obviously, but with just kind of the the talent coming here to work here and the uh, density going downtown yeah. now with the developments, and yeah. it seems like every day I open the newspaper, there's some sort of an expansion or good stuff's happening, which well, means yeah. more capital, and more customers, right? It's amazing what's if I think back to the late '80s when I worked downtown. You know, Gigi's wigs and Magic Touch massage. It has changed dramatically. It, that's why it's weird to look yeah. at those photos. Yeah, from yeah. from just the nineties, right? Yeah, to exactly. see the the buildings. I mean, you're yeah. building alone in Crossroads. Yeah, automotive. And I think it's pretty cool how you know in Kansas City is there's more and more uh, push towards walkability uh, with living. And you you live in. in I've I, I moved from the suburbs to downtown yeah. recently. Yeah, and and I actually. Think one of these days I'm going to walk to work. I live on the plaza, mm-hmm. and I think it's going to be. And I think you could walk to work and walk home, and it would be totally fine and safe. Right. Um, but we just don't think about it. We're such a car-driven community. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is I, true, though. There's a lot more to come. I, I hope so. I really hope so. So, if I'm a customer of either one of your banks, uh, what what should I know? What what's the next step? How does this work? So, if, do I walk into a bank of Kansas City now and talk to? Talk to Michael. I asked for the president and CEO, and I said, I want to start open a bank account. Well, Michael Michael will be the president and CEO. I'm going to be chairman. Okay, okay. Uh, And and it'll probably be uh, May or June when we close it. And then there's going to be a transition period when we have to integrate the system. So it'll be uh, probably a couple months after closing when you can actually cross bank. Uh, But you're still going to have the orange. You're still going to have the red. Yes. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. From a marketing perspective, logo and branding. Yeah. Yes. So Grant has an orange watch and he had an orange scarf on earlier. I really yeah. respect that as a fashionable person. I like so. the Ania sock one ones on. So you know, well, I'm just I like, trying, I'm I like trying. these these things. I'll tell you what the pens. Yeah. I, I can't tell you how many of these things I have. That's good. You need more. You need more. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. amazing how pens like stick with you and do yeah. so much for your brand. Yeah. Especially when you have a color like orange, right? Yeah, exactly. And that was so. kind of a byproduct. It was, you know, these started showing up in our customers' pockets when they were getting called on by other bankers. And it was, we kind of liked it. It was a little <laughs> bit of our marking our territory. So. Well, uh, Michael Viazzoli from Bank of Kansas City, President and CEO, thanks for uh, connecting us and for being a supporter of the show. And Grant Bertram, President and CEO of Missouri Bank, thanks for coming on. And thank it's you. exciting to have you guys on and talk to you about this, this awesome merger. Great. Better, for better for customers all throughout Kansas City and the region. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you. We'll see you next week on Grill Nation. Thanks for listening.